Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. God bless you. God bless you. This is Brother Aaron Williams, and we're here on Purpose Kingdom Network, and this is DTW Ministries. I'm so excited that we're back on the air with you guys. You know, um, things happen. Your know, uh, business doors open. You know, you have to make some new arrangements. You know, sometimes, and, and I was so excited when I seen that I was getting the time back, you know, getting a handle on things, and, you know, um, logistics and management is key when you're trying to get things done. So we, we thank God. We thank God for you. Thank God for your patience. Those that have still stayed with me when we do our little, you know, excerpts, you know, maybe 30 seconds or a few minutes, you know, on Facebook, but um, we're glad to be here tonight. So we do thank you. We want to let everyone know that this is the 1836th episode of Purpose Kingdom. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, 319-527-6091 is the number to call if you want to dial in directly for questions, for some responses. Remember, this is still an interactive, this is an interactive um, broadcast, and we just want to um, welcome you um, as we come. But, of course, as we always do, we have to start in with prayer. God, we do thank you and we bless you. Thank you for your goodness and your mercy towards us. Thank you how you kept us and brought us back even at this time, that we may give you the glory. God, even as your word, God, you said the interests of your word bring us life. So we pray that you would bring life tonight. God, that you would bring encouragement, God. God, that you would bring conviction. God, that you would bring conviction, not condemnation. For, God, there's no condemnation to them that are in you. God, but we pray, God, the Holy Spirit, that you would do and have your way in the name of Jesus. For we know that it's you that works in us, both to will and to do of the Father's good pleasure. So, God, hey, God bless you. God bless you. And, yeah, yeah I always want to let you guys know where I am. You know, um, and being down here in Georgia, it, it, heat is on a new level. <laughs> so I appreciate central air, you know, and air conditions a little bit more uh, being down here. But um, as we continue in the word and, and as we begin to just glean from the things that God is doing in our own personal life, you know, um, I, I said as I grow, you know, as I continue to move forward, as God continue to bless me, then, you know, I'll continue to teach and preach and minister, you know, as the Lord would give me the other ends, the open door and the ability to continue to move forward, you know, um, because we have to understand that there's no big eyes. And no little use in God. There's no one that's insignificant. We we have to understand that this, this is why I believe that First Corinthians 12 speaks to me so much, because there's no one that's insignificant. And, and before I really get into it, I want to read just this one scripture, <clears throat> and it, and it answers and it says for and down in First Corinthians the 12th chapter and. I'm going to read just the, first, the 20, verse 24 and part of verse 25 before I start, and I'm going to start all the way back at the beginning in verse 1. But I want to make sure I get to this tonight, and I'm going to repeat this probably a few times. And it says, for our comely parts have no need, but God hath tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to that part which lacked. He arranged the body together, giving more abundant honor to that part which lacked. And comely is our beautiful part. You know, you know, when we look at ourselves in the mirror, when we see ourselves in our hands, you know, some people have hands and they, they, they are hand models. They are foot models because their hands are so beautiful, so nicely formed. Skin is so evenly toned. The nails are so clean. They're so pedicured. They're so manicured. They're so fixed that our company says that really these parts of our body don't really have need. But God tempered 
Why? Well, what is it saying? Because without skin, I can still function. We, we talked about this uh, a few months ago, and, but I'm still on it because I still see the separations and the divisions because of our differences. And i got to say this. Our, the, our differences is not a reason for conflict. When, when God placed the Corinthian church in the middle of a pagan and a perverse society, they were de- they were very degraded. They had all types of idols. They had idol worship. They had even temples unto idols where they had orgies and all kinds of illicit and wild sex and parties and banquetings and all these things that they did. But God put a church in the middle of the city. We, we would think that when we see these things, a lot of us would say, I'm not putting a church there, but God called Paul to put a church right in the middle of all the hustle and bustle, all in the middle of the degradation, all in the middle of the perversion, all in the middle of the debauchery and all types of living and idol worship and all things that were wicked and all types of wickedness. Because Corinth in the time was a place, a major hub for commerce in Greece. It was a major city, if not the most major city in, in, in Greece. And, but it had everything. Do you know a city like that? <laughs> Do you know a city that has everything going? Do you know a city that has all types of perversion, all types of debauchery, all types of degradation going on? Can you name one? In this book of First Corinthians, the 12th chapter, we're talking about the Corinthian church, and it reveals the pressures and the problems and the struggles that Paul as the pastor, that Paul as an apostle, that Paul as a minister had to face by having a church placed in a place that was filled with pagan, pagan worship that was filled with people that weren't churched. And he had to go through the struggles that he had to go through. And while God was calling people out unto himself in the midst where he had to address their lifestyle, he had to, excuse me, he had to address the things that they were, that their, their, their lawsuits, you know, people were offended and everything that was offense. Even now, you know, cancel culture. Every offense, I'm going to cancel you. Every offense, I'm going to sue you. Every offense, I'm, I'm going to come against you. All these things, immorality, questionable practices as far as religion, <clears throat> abuse of the Lord's Supper. You know, people was coming at the, when it was time for the Lord's Supper. They, they was banqueting. They was having a feast. They was coming there to eat. And Paul had to tell them and rebuke them, saying, hey, yeah, when it's the Lord's Supper, this is sanctified. When it's the Lord's Supper, this is, if you want to eat, if you want to banquet, if you want to feast, this ain't the place, this ain't the time to do it. Do that at home. So Paul had to address all of these things in the middle of the church. He had to address these things in the middle of a place called Corinth. He had to address the Corinthian church, the people in Corinth. He had to address with the issues and practices and common practices, factions, divisions, separations that they all went through because it was a part of their lifestyle. It was commonplace. It was part of their culture. And Paul wanted to emphasize the relevance of allowing Christ to affect every area of your life. Where he we want and we talk about not being like the world, but if we don't address if we don't address our issues, when will we have time to speak to someone that's not saved? If we're so busy dealing with us when will we have time to preach the gospel? When will we have time to speak to those who don't know Christ? The devil tries to bog us down. Society tries to bog you down. Culture tries to bog you down. People try to bog you down. And if you continue to allow separations, factions, divisions, heresies, all type of arguments, all type of jealousies, all type of emotions to keep you flustered, to keep you frustrated, to keep you off your square, then when will you have time for anything else? But the devil is a liar because Christ is the author and finisher of our faith. He is the prince of peace. And it says if we keep our mind on him, he promises to keep us in perfect peace whose mind, my God, is stayed on him. 
when we begin to understand and realize that we're in this thing not of our own. Romans reminds us that there's none good. And I, I know you think, I know, because you, you, you've done this and you haven't done this and you've given up this and you, you've lived a certain way that you look at yourself as good. But the Bible says, the Bible says, let every man be a liar and let God be true. And if the Bible says there's none righteous, even the goodness that I have is as filthy rags. I have to understand that my righteousness doesn't please God. It's his righteousness in me. Because Christ has been made unto us righteousness, sanctification, justification, wisdom, Christ. So even the right that I do, I have to filter it through the Holy Spirit. I have to filter it through the Word of God. I have to filter it through the yielding and the humbling of myself to God. We have to humble ourselves with the Corinthians we're going through because they were, what's wrong? With the way I'm living, what's wrong? I'm not hurting anyone. We hear this argument even now. I'm not hurting anybody. It's not affecting anyone's life. What's wrong with it? If God, God loves me and, and love strokes, love apologizes, love caresses, love lets me be who I am. If you love me, but the devil is a liar. Love chastises, love corrects, love instructs, love rebukes. When you love someone. My God, there is there is a place that we have to go in God. There's a place that we're getting to in God when we recognize that we are a part of each other. And verse 25 says that there should be no schism. That's the whole concept. God has put some, made us, made, made us different made us where we look different, made us where we act different, made us with different temperaments. God has done this. God has formed our temperance. God has formed and conducted and built our character. God has made us and then formed us even before we were in the womb of our mother. God is the one that made us the way that we are now as we come together. We realize, God, I'm not holy. God, I'm not righteous. God, I'm not right. And, we, and our focus shouldn't be on how much God loves us. We know God and we understand God loves us. How do you know God loves us? Because he's already given the propitiation. He's already provided the land. Even before the foundation of the world, the Bible says that the land was slain. His son was already sacrificed for I understand his love, but I have to understand my love because the Bible says this is the love of God. It doesn't say that God loved us. It, it, yeah, it does explain that. And that he, because for, um, St. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him, listen, should not perish, but should have everlasting life. Because God came in the world, not to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. We understand the love of God, and we see the love of God and what he's done. But the Bible says this is the love of God. This is how I recognize not that God loves me, but that I love him. Do you love God today? That's the question. That's the challenge. That's what these 66 books talk about. These 66 books tell us of a love story that we may be like David, that we may be like Paul, that we may be like the apostles, that we may be like the saints of old who fell in love with the God that was unseen, who fell in love with the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who fell in love with the God of the book. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments. God, how do I keep your commandments? God, how do I live the way you're conducting? How is that you're instructing me? How do I live this way? You have to yield your life to him. Nicodemus said, how can a man be born again when he's old? Because Christ told him that except a man be born again, <clears throat> he can't even enter into the kingdom of heaven. How can I be born again? You have to accept Jesus Christ 
into your heart as Lord and Savior, Lord and Master, that you have to understand the Bible story that God gave of his own son. As we had sinned and every man came short of God's glory, that we had to have forgiveness, that we had to have an atonement of what God provided. When he said, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you and your whole house shall be saved. So how do I do it? I begin to understand and believe this story that the Bible tells me about this man, Jesus, that came and died in my place that came in the flesh, that was crucified, that was tried of Pilate, that was crucified of the Jews, that was hung up on the cross and died and was buried and went to hell. My God, he went to hell for you and I. He went to hell. He suffered, became sin, that knew no sin, that we might become the righteousness of God. R.W. Shambach used to say it like this, the son of God became the son of man, that we, the children of men, might become the children of God. What a substitute. What a sacrifice. What a lamb. And now he's tempered us together that our differences may complement each other. Not our differences of unrighteousness. Not our differences of of unholiness but our differences in temperament, our differences in gifts, our differences in the way we fit. We have to stop trying to make feet understand the job and function of the hands. I was talking to a brother earlier today about this same very thing because most people, if you're functioning and your function, my God, is a foot. You have the function of foot. You have the function of a back. You, you have the function of shoulders. You have these type of functions. These fun- you have the function of legs. You have the function of thighs. You have these functions. Most of these functions, when you look at your body, are supporting functions, are those that are foundational, are those that carry burdens, that are burden carriers. And we can't get upset when we see those that are busy and it looks like they have no burden. But we have to begin to understand each other. Where you might be a hand, I might be a different part of the body, someone else may be a different part of the body, and we can't look at each other's function and say, just as it says in Corinthians, because the eye is not the ear, can the eye say, I'm not a part of the body? See, we, we, we envy those parts that we really want. We, we envy those parts that we want to function in, not recognizing where our function is. When you don't recognize where your function is, you get envious, you get jealous, you get zealous to take and to move in an area that you, you, you might have the gift, but you have to look at where the burden is. Because where the burden is, that's where your function is. Where the burden is, where the anointing is, that's where your function is. Not just those areas that you're gifted. Listen, because gifts and calling come without repentance. Not just those areas that you're good at, but those areas that you fit in your function. Let me, let me read. I haven't even read. I got to start at First Corinthians, the 12th chapter. But the relevance of Christ, and, and, and I've already said everything, because the relevance of Christ in every area of your life, and I'm going to try to get through this whole chapter. You know, if I don't get through the whole chapter, forgive a brother. You know, if I don't get through the whole chapter, we'll do it again um, the next time we're on the air. But at, let me read, I'm saying at verse 1. It says, now concerning spiritual risks, brother, I would not have you ignorant. You know that we were Gentiles carried away with these dumb idols, even as you were led. Wherefore, I give you to understand that no man speaks by the Spirit of God, call of Jesus accursed, and that no man can say that Jesus is Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. Paul just wanted to remind us, remind the church in Corinth that, hey, we, we were all a part of this culture. We, we were all tied into these things. We were all led and not a part of the body. We were all a part of some type of belief system that we thought was right. These things that we thought were, were advantageous for us. 
and we were all carried away with these lifestyles. But now to recognize being in the body that because there were so many different factions, there were so many different diversities, there were so many divisions in the Corinthian church and in Corinth as a whole with all the temples and all the idols and all the different multiple gods that they had there. And Paul said, listen, if you want to recognize who is in this thing with us, if someone comes and names the name of Christ, if they're saying that Jesus is Lord, the only way they can recognize that, the only way they want to say that is by the Holy Ghost, that they're with us. Remember when he said, look, we got these guys, they not with, they, we don't even know who they is. They're over here preaching, you know, they're preaching and they're you know, praying for people and stuff. And they, they casting out devils and doing it. They ain't with us, and, you know, rebuke them, stop them from doing that. And the Lord said, listen, if they doing what we're doing, if they, if they ain't against us, they for us. Leave them alone. You know, let them go ahead and do what they're doing. Because I got, I got sheep. I got, I, I got sheep. I got flock that's not of this flock. I have more. I got more people than you think. And there's more people for us. There's more people that are with us than are against us. But we have to recognize, and I'm beginning, I'm beginning to recognize that I'm in the majority, and it might not be the physical majority, but I'm in the majority. Wherefore, I give you to understand, Paul said in verse 3, no man speaking by the Spirit of God called Jesus a curse, and and that no man can say that Jesus is Lord but by the Holy Ghost. Now, verse 4, now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. I I, I I have to stop there. There are, there listen, there are different kinds of gifts, but, the, but th- this is the key, but the same spirits. That, that, that's whether you got the gift of helps, the gifts of government, whether you're in the fivefold ministries and gifts in the church, whether you've got gifts that benefit commerce, that, be, that benefit the marketplace, whatever your gift is, it's the same spirit that gave you the gift. I'm going to keep reading before I get into that. And there are differences of administration, but the same Lord. And the administration is how it's given out. You know, some people have the gift of commerce, but it's at a different level. Some people, as they said, some people can rule their tens. Some people can rule 50. Some people can rule hundreds. Some people can rule over thousands. It's a difference in the anointing. It's a difference in the administration of the gifts. But listen, it's the same Lord that gives the gift out, that gives the promotion, that gives the ability to move whether you're in level for leading 10 or if you're in the level of leading thousands. There is diversity of operations. Listen, there are different kinds of operations, but it is the same God, same spirit, same Lord, same God. It's the same God which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit. With all. And I was reading this, and they were talking about they were talking about gift abuse, you know. And there there are some denominations that really harp on the abuse of using your gift to gain access and to gain and to gain the advantage over people, where they emphasize. And I'm sorry about that. <laughs> it was a big mosquito. You ain't see that? Where to gain access to people. To give that, and what what Paul had said in one of the epistles that they lead people away, or or, or they try to um, create people or draw people to themselves and not to Christ. And and and, and I, I don't want to be guilty of that. DTW Ministries, DTW Ministries, deliverance to the Word is keyed in to leading people to the cross, to leading people to Jesus, because Jesus is the Savior. Jesus is the healer. Jesus is the deliverer. Jesus is the Lord. The manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit everybody. What what does that mean? That means that my gift is supposed to be used in a manner that not just 
pastors, not just preachers, not just teachers, not just those that I feel worthy to, so to speak, to receive it, get it, but everybody gets it. Everybody profits. Everybody benefits. And then I want to even hold it there, and then maybe every time I get it, that there be no skip. Going back to jumping to verse 25, just the first part, that there be no schism. Why? Because if we focus on the gift, we'll get a result. If we focus on the calling, we'll get a result. If we focus on the abilities, if we focus on the talent, we'll get a result. We might get a hand clap. People might stand up and start worshiping God. But if we're not focusing on the giver, because it's the same God, it's the same Lord, it's the same Spirit. Our relationship through the body is to recognize that it's God that equips us, that it's God that 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 moves us, that it, that it's God that fuels us, that it's God that that gives the gift. I, I thought about this because I thought about this part of gift abuse, and I'm like, well, God, you know, why don't, you, why don't God just turn off the gift in a person who's using it selfishly? Why, why don't God just turn it off when someone here you know, is using it for the wrong reason? Why don't God just pull his gift up off of a person? But God ain't like that. This, this is where we understand and recognize God's love because God is not a, a giver that takes back when you don't do things the way that he wants you to do. And, and to me, that's, that's terrible. That, that's, that's scary to me, to have a guy that will give you a gift and let you abuse it. He gave it. He's administering. He's giving it out. He's moving in the operation where people are blessed because your, your gift is not for you. He will take your gift, and you can live any kind of way you want, and he'll use your gift. And in judgment, you as an individual will still bust hell out open, my God. That, that, that's some scary stuff. That you can be deceived by your gift. You can be deceived by the pandemonium. You can be deceived by the praises of men. You can be deceived. Because someone was healed when you laid hands on them, but your life isn't what God is calling. And this, that ain't in here, but it's in here. I just want to keep reading. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all for one by one is given the Spirit of the Word of Wisdom, to another the Word of Knowledge by the same Spirit. Listen, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gift of healing by the same Spirit. God giving the gift of healing by the same spirit that he gives someone that sings, that he gives someone that lands on hands, that he gives someone that speaks in tongues, that he gives someone the word of wisdom. It's the same spirit. So if I'm plugged into him, I don't have time to worry about who's healing. I I don't have time to worry about who's preaching. I, I don't have time because I recognize where he put me. I need him to function in it. I need him to move in it. I, I need him. I, I need him. And I, I, I'm going to keep saying this. I, I, I'm hearing myself repeat myself often. But I recognize that the gifts and talents come without repentance. I recognize it. How do you recognize it? Not just because the Bible says it, but I moved in it. I sang when I knew my life wasn't right. I've ministered. When, when I knew my life wasn't right. I've done some things, and people say, oh, God really used you, and my heart melted in me because I knew I needed to repent myself. Although I just led a crowd of people, an altar full of people, through the sinner's prayer, I needed to pray myself. I prayed that someone would get purged. I prayed that someone would get delivered. I prayed that someone would get healed, and I needed to be purged. I needed to be delivered. I needed to be healed. 
So I know and understand that scripture came to life in my life, not because of obedience, but because I was in a place that I needed reconciliation. And I'm thank, I thank God that there's no condemnation. The Holy Spirit convicts us, but he doesn't condemn us. He convicts us and moves us to come back and allows us. Do you know some people that have done some of the things you've done, some of the things have done some of the things I've done, and they're not here? They, they, they didn't make it to their next birthday? But God's mercy towards you. That, that, I, I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you that's been going to church, that, 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 that's been praying, that's been watching different ministers on live stream, but yet you haven't really given your life over. Listen, it's the same spirit, the same spirit that moves in your pastor, the same spirit that moves in the preacher, the same, and we're accountable to the same spirit. Hey, Sister Connie, Brother Steve, how y'all doing? God bless you. Maria, bless you. And just to see and understand that I need God. I need him in my everyday. I need him to breathe. I need him to walk. I need him to talk. I need him in my mind that my thinking won't be stinking, that my thinking will be right. And I'm recognizing it through the functions of my differences. I'm, I'm recognizing it through the function of those that don't think like me. How do we fellowship? And we try to use scripture against each other. How can two walk together lest they agree? How can we walk together? Because our power, our function, our, our uh, affection, efficacy, I can't think of words right there. <laughs> our functioning together is based on our fellowship with the Father. First John said that truly our fellowship, you know, is with the Father. We, we fellowship one with another, but truly our fellowship is with the Father. This is how we understand and recognize who we are. This is where we understand because we understand him. And as we plug into him, he begins to plug us into each other. My God, do you do you understand how a, 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 an electric cable works? Once you're plugged into, once you're plugged into the socket, once I'm plugged into it, Steve. Once I'm plugged into the power source. Once I'm plugged into God. Now, when we come together, I'm, I'm looking for the moment when we begin to come together, and just as John leaped in the womb. Of the of Elizabeth when Mary greeted her. Oh my God, my God! I'm glad I'm back too, God. I'm looking for our spirits to leap with joy, to leap with encouragement when we come around each other because our spirits is plugged into the source. My God, when you want to, you want to know how we're going to function together when we begin to get on our knees and cry out to God for our functions. I, let me know that brother that rubs me the wrong way, that sister that looks at me with, or with the side eye, that one is always throwing shade my way. God, how do we function together? Humble me. Stop, stop praying God to fix them. Hey, mom, how you doing? Hey, sis, I pray for God to do something with them and pray that God do something in you. That's why I'm praying right now, that God do something in me, that I may function in where he's placing me, in a different place, in a different setting, in a different type of circumstance, in a different congregation, in a different state. I'm in, I'm in a different country sometimes, it feels like down here. But God is moving and wooing me to find out how I function in what he's called me to do. But at the same time, not be or not move the same way. And, and it, it, it's challenging. It's challenging. But I'm in a place now where I no longer look for the shout and the dance. I'm looking for the love of God. Now, and, and, and I, I want to get now, and I, wanna, I said that I want to get all the way to the end of 1 Corinthians, but I'm going to keep reading. And if we don't get through this thing, you know, um, we'll go. We'll come back um, next month. We'll be online by the sub verse eight. For is to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom; to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit; to another faith by the same Spirit; 
to another the gifts of healing by the same spirit to another, the working of miracles, another prophecy to another, discerning of spirits to another, diverse kinds of tongues to another, the interpretation of tongues. But all this in verse 11, but all these work of that one and same or self-same spirit. Listen, assigning to every man individually as he will. Our pastor told us, our former pastor told us that the gifts of God are appropriated by faith. We move in the gifts of God by faith. A lot of us speak in tongues because we hear other people and we move to do it by faith. And God gives us the utterance by the Spirit. A lot of us don't move in the gifts of healing. A lot of us don't move in word of knowledge because we are afraid to say what comes out of our mouth because we doubt it from God. We doubt ourselves and we doubt the spirit, so we don't move. But if you can believe by faith that what God has given you is from him, you'll begin to open up your mouth that he may give you even more. It may word of wisdom. Word of knowledge where you're speaking to people, interpretation of tongues, you know, that you're hearing somebody speaking an unknown language and you're getting the interpretation. You begin to say what they're saying out of their mouth. You have to have faith to move by that. And listen, it says in verse 11, but all these workers by that one and self-same spirit, I'm going to keep saying that, we have to, we are recognizing that it's by the spirit of God. So what you're able to sing? You, you know, you're not able to sing because you're able to sing. You're able to sing because God gave you a gift. You're able to minister because God gave you a gift. Some things we learn through teaching, but some things people had when they were born. They, they didn't even know they had it, and they, they didn't ask for it. They didn't, no one taught it to them, but they had it because it was a gift. God just gave it to you. And it says that he gives it to individuals, whoever he wants, individually as according to his will. Assigning, listen, it's an assignment. Do, do you know that your gift, your calling, your purpose is an, is an assignment to your function in the body from God? Do you know that your purpose is tied to your assignment, that your gift is tied to your assignment. You've been assigned these gifts by God to be used of God for the purposes of God for the body of Christ, that we all, it says, till we all come, till we all come together, that, that everyone would profit, that all of us that would profit with all. Verse 7, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man. Listen, it doesn't even say that the manifestation of the gift. Did you catch that? It says in verse 7, it talks about the diversity of gifts. It talks about the different administrations. It talks about the diversity of operations. But then verse 7 says, but the manifestation of these gifts, no, no, it don't say that. It says that the manifestation of the spirit, you got to recognize in the King James spirit is capitalized, that the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man. It's the spirit that's manifesting, whether it's through song, whether it's through spoken word, whether it's through a preached word, whether it's through teaching, whether it's through tongues, whether it's through it whether it's through interpretation. The manifestation is given that everyone, not just the person that's using the gift, not just the person that's moving in faith, because, yeah, I'm moving in faith. My faith is increased. I'm strengthened. I'm edified. I'm encouraged. But it's for everyone to be edified. Everyone. That's why some places you go, they don't, they don't really, they, 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 can, they condone speaking in unknown tongues out loud in the middle of a congregation if you're not going to interpret. Because the Bible even tells us that if we go and we speak an unknown tongue to a person, we become a barbarian and we've made them barbarians because we're going and we have no understanding. That's when the Bible encourages us to do everything things in decency and in order because God's house is a place of order. God is not the author of confusion. 
but a peace. Listen, hallelujah. But all these work of that one and self-same spirit, dividing to every man severally in the King James, it says, in, 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 in the interpretation, it says, but all these working, that one and self-same spirit, assigning to every man individually as he will. So we can have people in the same house, six people in the house, 10 people in the house, 12 people in the house, and everyone has a different gift. Everyone has a different function. But so how do we get it together? Because we recognize I'm a foot. I begin to recognize that I have a burden for souls. I have a burden for other people. I have a burden for other people's growth. I have a burden for other people's development. I have a burden that people come into the fullness of what God is calling them. I, I, I understand that. But I understand having that burden, I have to sometimes carry craziness because people are crazy. People come up with all kinds of stuff, stuff that you've never even thought of, and you have to be patient enough. You you have to be mature enough to still minister. This is I heard Pastor Brown say, because ministry is people. Ministry is people. I'm going to say that one more time just in case you missed it. Ministry is people. That, that, that's people you like and people you don't like, people that rub you the right way and people that rub you the wrong way. Ministry is people. And it looks at, and it's almost about 940, 945. About 945, we're going to bring it in because we've got several announcements. We're going to, but I want to read, uh, before I get into the importance of all gifts, verse 12, for as the body is one, we can stop right there. As the body is one, we begin to talk about those supporting members. When we talk about, and I said this before, but when we talk about the function of the hands, the hands are getting all the glory. When you say pick it up, pick it up, he uses hands. And our hands picked it up. But our wrist was involved. Our forearms was involved. Our biceps was involved. Our shoulder blades, you know, all these muscles from my arm down to my fingertips was all used and utilized, but only the hand gets recognized. And people begin, when we have individuals that do that, we recognize that we're the support. We're the support. But most of the time, those that support, don't get the recognition. I, I, I'm sorry it's like that, but this is why we have to recognize those that are hands, those that are those that are in the functioning part, in the actual part of the body that does the work, that has the grip, you know, are exposed to the chemicals, do whatever it is, that you have to have a burden for those that are in the unseen realm, that are in, in ministries that don't have recognition. I was told that intercessory prayer and having a prayer ministry is, is called the unrecognized ministry, the invisible ministry, because you, you no one knows. No one knows that you're up at 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock in the morning praying on your knees, crying out to God that God would move and bless your pastor, bless the people of God, and bless your children. And you come up and you just do the things and function throughout the day, and you go and God wakes you up again early to pray, to cry out. But you never get recognized. No one ever comes up and say, hey, you pray a lot, don't you know? No one does that because it's the invisible ministry and just like that. But those parts of the body are necessary. We often talk about how effective the man of God was in our life. And we will often talk about how our pastor blessed us and how blessed Pastor Smith was. And, and, and all those things are true. But he had prayer warriors that warred for him, that prayed all night, that, that prayed early in the morning, that fasted, that shut in, that cried out to God and 
bound the devil and did those things that loosed the heavens, that loosed the blessings of God. And that when the pastor opened his mouth, plus coupled with his own prayer life, my God, my God, I want to challenge you that are here tonight because this is a spiritual journey. I want to say that because I think the word spiritual is so overlooked because we, and that's why we get so engulfed at times and enraged because we give ourselves credit where the credit belongs to the Holy Ghost, where the credit belongs not to the gift, but to the spirit, where the credit belongs to God. And I want to challenge you. I'm going to challenge him, Steve, to use these moments as avenues of pursuit. Someone hurt your feelings. Some, some, someone got on your nerves. Someone said something that wasn't right. Someone lied on you. Whatever. Use that pain. Use that frustration. Use that moment to go before God and cry out for their soul if they don't know him. They don't know God. They cry out for their soul. Use it as an avenue to pursue God with your whole heart. I've been reading the Psalms every day, and my God, some of these prayers and some of these things that David said to God was unbelievable. Just to have God to talk to. God is tempering us together, but we recognize how it functions how this fits into this, how this piece fits into this piece. God tempered us together. We can't get along. Okay, we can't get along. That's our problem. We need to, we need to take that thing to God. Oh, it's something about him. It's something about her. We got to recognize that that's something about because The Bible says love thinks no evil. So, oh, well, yeah, I'm not thinking I know about her. I know about him. Yeah, but... That's your brother. That's your sister. Forgive him. He says, if you have heart, you go to him. Talk to him. We got to have those, Steve, grown folks' conversations with each other. We got to have take them to lunch. Take them to dinner. Take them someplace, you know, that you can talk, that you can hash out. Say, hey, look, I'm going to say some things you might not like but I'm saying it because I, I don't want to feel this way in my heart. Now, I'm praying that God fix it, but I see you this way. And I, I might be wrong, but I see this. So if this is right, you need to get this right. If this is what I'm thinking, and if it's right, you need to repent, bro. You need to repent, sis. But if it's wrong, then, yo, I'm sorry for thinking. That, yo, help me, yo, pray for me that I get on the right track. Nine times out of ten, the person will say something to encourage you. But they, we do have those times. Like, well, why do you think that? We, we understand that. But that shouldn't stifle us from trying to get it right. Don't be scared. Pray. Sometimes you might have to even fast before you go into a person's presence with these type of conversations. But we got to have them. We got to have those grown folks' conversations. We got to have those instances when we talk to each other and talk through, when we're praying for each other. Amen. If you don't know the Lord as your personal Savior, I want to give you the opportunity to repent today, to ask Christ to come into your life, to ask the Holy Spirit, that even as he gives out the gifts, that he may give you the gift of salvation. There's no greater gift than the gift that we have that's called salvation, where he converts a soul, my God, that was destitute, degraded, sinful, and makes us and calls us to be saints, gives us his righteousness, calls us to walk in holiness, my God, hallelujah. Now I'm going to say a prayer that you repeat after me. You know, I'm going to pray for you after that. And then after my voice, after we finish in prayer, the next voice you'll hear, you know, is that of our administrator behind the doors. It's either going to be Brother Rob or Pastor Toy with announcements and 
some other things that are going on for Purpose Kingdom. But repeat these words with me. Say, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Forgive me of my sin and wash me in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Clean my life, God, and allow me grace to be who you call me to be. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for keeping me. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name. Let me pray. God, I do thank you and I bless you. Bless you for these that have repented and repeated the prayer with me. God, maybe it was just a prayer of omission, a prayer that they just felt they needed to just say it again. God, and I pray, God, that you would sanctify them unto yourself even the more. Bless their house, God. Bless them, God, not just bless them, but make them a blessing. Thank you for saving them. Thank you for your sanctification in their lives. I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Someone's going to come. See, we're going to be Brother Rob or Pastor Troy, and they're going to come with announcements or in their own way, and then we'll come back when they're done with the final words and the benediction. Amen, amen. Thank you so much, uh, Reverend Williams, and uh, we do appreciate tonight's episode. And uh, we also want to let everybody know that um, this is my favorite reverend. And uh, no, he didn't pay me, but I just said that. So that's just what I, I'm just putting out there. That's my favorite reverend. So, all right, go Rev. All right, so real quickly, I get into announcements. This is the Product of Purpose Kingdom Network. No matter where in the world you are, we appreciate your listenership and your support for us here at Purpose Kingdom Network. Whether you listen to us online or you listen to us via phone, we greatly appreciate your listenership and support. And we also thank those that share with their friends and family members, letting them know the Purpose Kingdom Network is on the, on the air. And we thank you so much for that. Uh, anytime we do a live broadcast, we're broadcasting live on www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. When we do a live show, we do have a call-in number, which is 319-527-6091. And any time, you can press the number one, and you can talk to one of our hosts. All right. And also, we'd like to um, let you know that we invite you to like us on our Facebook page, which is at Purpose Kingdom, I mean, uh, Purpose Kingdom at Facebook, where you can see our upcoming advertisements, uh, shows, uh, of shows, and uh, from time to time we do make major announcements on those social media pages as well as others. We're also on Instagram and Twitter at Purpose underscore Kingdom. We also do have a radio network, which is PKN.com, which has 24 hours of music of inspiration. Please feel free to check it out, and please feel free to share with your friends and family members. Okay, uh, with God's will and God's blessing, we hope you um, join us tomorrow evening also at the 9 p.m. hour. Uh, it's going to be the dwelling place, and it's going to be hosted by Minister Dominique Cutson. So once again, with God's will and God's blessing, we hope you join us tomorrow evening at the 9 p.m. hour for the dwelling place with host Sister Dominique Cutson. So, um with that being said, I do have one more major announcement. Be on the lookout for our uh, PKN Bible Challenge show, uh, which uh, <clears throat> has been put together. And um, just feel free to, you know, uh, join in and listen in. And if you think you can be a contestant, you can contact us at PurposeKingdomNet at gmail.com, where you can just send your contact information. Also, if you need a Bible, uh, you could also leave your contact information there and just state that you are in need of a Bible and you don't have a Bible. And we'll see about getting, getting you uh, a Bible sent to you. Okay? And one last thing, if you think that you want to be a last-minute uh, participant in the game show, there are simple questions that I ask about the Bible, and one of them is if you think you can answer that, you can leave your comment on PurposeKingdomNet at gmail.com. What is the only book in the Bible that does not mention God or Jesus? If you know the answer, then, you know, you can chime in or you can just send us an email at PurposeKingdomNet at gmail.com. With that being said, that's going to be the end of the announcements. We're going to turn everything back over to my favorite, Reverend Aaron Williams.
I know you. I'm sure you're gonna get in trouble, get me in trouble or something. But you know, thank God, thank God for your encouragement, Rob. You know, and just you and Pastor Toy, you know, always being there, being available. You know, um, you guys, it, 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 we we just talked about a body. Look at that part of the body that even if they weren't here, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing right now. So thank you for your support. You know, thank you for your prayers. You know, um, Pastor Toy. Often, I'd say 90% of the time, opens us up in prayer even before we come on the air. You know, it always encourages me. You know, um, sometimes it's Brother Rob, sometimes it's myself. We'll, we'll come in and we'll pray. You know, I'm going to pray once we're on the air anyway. But behind the scenes, you know, those that are behind the scenes working the, working the panels and the equalizers and the connections and all those things that we don't see. And it's the same way in the body. It's the same way. Thanks, Mom. You know, thank, thank, thank you so much. Yeah, you, know, I, I, you, you guys don't really know how I'm encouraged. You know, um, that I am where I am, and not just in the physical location, but in here, in the inside. You know, and, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not where I ought to be. I, I got a lot more room. You know, in Cardone, we used to call it room for improvement. <laughs> always, there's always another level, my God. But it's God that's responsible to give us the administration, to give us the promotion, to open us up to more. And it happened, Steve as we take those doors and those opportunities and use use them as avenues of pursuit, not for the gift, but avenues of pursuit, the chase after God, where Paul said that I might be apprehended of what's chasing me. You know how a dog chases his tail that I'm running so fast my God, that I'm chasing so hard after God that before he gets a grand chase, a whole grab of me, I'm grabbing on to him too. My God, if you want to see the move of God, you want to see the revival that's in your heart, you want to see it individually as you move, you have to pursue hard. One thing have I desired of him, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord and inquire in his pavilion, my God, to behold the beauty of the Lord, my God. How? Because I'm going to pursue him with my whole heart. Won't you pursue him with me? Come on, let's pray. Our God and our Father, we do again worship you as we recognize that we are a part of each other. I pray for everyone that came on the line, Steve and Maria and Connie and my mother, and those that didn't make comments but are there, Rob and Toy that are here on the line with us. God, that you would bless. God, and my bless is that you would challenge us all because it says till we all come to the fullness, the expectation that you have for us, that we may all be conformed to the likeness and the image of your son, that when they see us, that is no longer I, as Paul said, but it's Christ that's in us through our smile, through our character, through our love, through our gift, God, through our giving, through whatever means that you want to manifest yourself. God, that you would bless us to be who you've called us to be in such a time as this. For you saved us in, and kept us in this time that your glory may be revealed in the earth, in our family, in our children, and in our children's children. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Our next broadcast is on July the 11th. 
make a note of that Tuesday, Jan- July, excuse me, the 11th, and Tuesday, January the 15th. We're on um, twice in July, July the 11th and July the 15th. God bless you. Love you all. Y'all guys have a great evening. Jesus bless. He raised me, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. Set me free, I will not lose. Step a one to pin me down, I will not lose. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.